power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys? My name is Elden Hero and welcome to episode 91 of the Midnight Hour. We made it past the nine decade long wait to get <laughs> to this episode. That's a thing. Anyway, I'm joined today by Jack. Hello. And we're going to completely subvert the uh, topic that we had last week because it was a result, a product of the f like lives we live that we simultaneously hate and um i recently watched liam gallagher perform a beautiful version of live forever in manchester mm. uh, i say watched i watched it on youtube i wasn't there in the audience but um the song live forever was written by noel gallagher as a response to a nirvana song called i hate myself and want to die and uh i think that if last week's episode was i hate myself and want to die this week's episode is Live Forever. So we're going to talk about things that make us happy. Things that yeah, because, make uh, us, you know. Yeah, because it, last week was um, mildly depressing. No, mm. not depressing. It was just uh, one filled with rage and misery. I think it was more depressing in the pre-call that we had. Yeah, yeah, the pre-call was incredibly depressing. Yeah. Um, so before we get going, let me just Google the reasons why I'm happy. Um <laughs> Banter like that is one of the reasons I'm happy. Exactly. Um, the fact that this banter exists in this time <laughs> is oh, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, uh, and the post call last week was really depressing. Me and Jack had a very bloody argument Yeah. about uh, foreign <laughs> policy. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, we each... Stay out of my country, you <laughs> fucking Irish... <laughs> yeah, well, you know. We had different um, ideas on how to market the podcast going forward. And we fell out. Personally, I think we should have a hashtag banner flown over the Emirates every week. Um, <laughs> someone thinks that's a waste of money. I actually think that that would be <laughs> money well spent. Yeah, it probably it probably really would be, like, especially if you do it on a day where there's like there's TV cameras because they're bound to go. Oh, Venga, midnight hour in what? <laughs> With the midnight hour in just black and white font and the Wenger bit in red, so it makes no yeah. sense whatsoever and it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> That's what we want. Um, but seriously though, Wenger in for two more years. Yeah, so. for two more years. That's one of the things keeping me happy. Make of that what you yeah. will. Um, so, do you want to start with a little thing that makes you happy? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and actually, it comes at the start of my day. Um, and a lot of a lot of people, when I get asked, because I go to I get up at half past five on weekday mornings to go to the gym before work, mm. uh, and people will be like, "How do you do it, and why? Why don't you just go after work?" So why don't I just go after work? So the the first thing is I like spending my evenings doing nothing. Yes. Um, once That's... I'm done with work, I'm done with the day. I switch off as a human being. That's me done. Same. <laughs> Um, I have no energy left at the end of the day, and like this was before I even started working out. I have no energy left at the end of the day to go to the gym, whereas at the beginning of the day I can fuck myself up in the gym and then just be like out in the world for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I've got no choice then. Like, I can't avoid going to work <laughs> just because I've worked hard at the gym. <laughs> that would be amazing if you could, though. Yeah. No. Sorry, boss. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, boss. I mean, these squats just really fucked me up today. I just, I just pressed twenty yeah. kilos. I'm not yeah. gonna make it in today. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so the people are always like, how do you get up at half past five every morning? And the answer is, and it makes me happy to think like this, that I have like this, my, I have this superiority complex, and I'm not afraid to admit it, because admitting it makes me better than people that can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I get up in the morning, and I go to the gym when other people are like baffled by that, and that makes me feel better than them. And that makes me feel nice. Wow. I feel very I feel very pro. I feel very elitist. You've just confirmed a lot of uh, suspicions, suspicions I have about yeah. people who go to the gym. <laughs> I don't think that's everyone's mindset, but uh, I do like walking into the gym and just go be like, yeah, I'm here to put in work. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit that either. Uh, well, and I always I always say it in a very joking way and people go, "Ha yeah." And then they look at my face and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> I feel like people do that about most of the things you say though. Yeah. I don't think you ever laugh after you make a joke. <laughs> um I I recently started exercising myself and I went to mm. the gym yesterday in fact and um before or after work. Uh, I didn't have work yesterday. It was a bank oh, holiday yeah. here. All oh, right. Um but yeah, I people always say stuff like, "Oh, you need to start exercising and then your body grows to like it." And I firmly believed that that's just a thing idiots say to fool themselves into liking something that is objectively bad because exercise is not fun and it's painful and it takes time out of your day it requires effort it's time you Mm. could be spending elsewhere but um god damn it i'm finding my way and uh it's a really good like not not really necessarily a confidence booster but like Mm. an overall life satisfaction booster yeah. Like you just feel a little bit less worthless. Bad about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. <clears throat> so um yeah, 100%. Um like genuinely I go to the gym. Also another reason I go to the gym in the morning is so that I can not feel bad about being a complete disgusting slob for the rest of the day. <laughs> so it's like I've done that and it's like someone will be like, "Jack, why haven't you moved in the last 4 hours?" and it's like, "I was up at 5:30 to go to the gym." That's that's my day. That, yeah. That's me you've done for the day, exercise-wise. Yeah, and that's a perfectly yeah. legitimate... Uh, <laughs> like, there's no comeback to that for the person who was asking you why you didn't no, do absolutely it. Absolutely not. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, um... But, um, yeah, like, I find it... I get cranky. I can't sleep properly. Uh, if I don't go to the gym for a few days, like, everything falls apart. I feel like crap when I don't go to the gym. I just yeah. can't sleep. I can't... Like nothing, it just feels off at this point. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of a lot to say about. Um, I think like in in last week's episode, we sort of uh, painted a very negative picture of the darker sides of adult responsibilities that mm. we have and are upset that we have because we want to be you know running on a treadmill while playing Call of Duty and yeah. smoking five cigarettes at the <laughs> same time. Um, but a lot of things that can make you happier things we're perfectly aware of but they seem so difficult at the time like getting a good night's sleep and just Mm -hmm. you don't even have to have a particularly great diet but if you just filter in some nice you know healthy food every now and then like that's a really good foundation to build on do you Um, know what drinking more water not even taking anything out of your diet 
Yeah. Drinking more water. Being hydrated is a massive game changer, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of the first things I was going to say was that um, I get up at... I, I wake up at about quarter past seven every morning, mm. and the first thing I do, there's a pint of water next to my bed every night when I go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know who puts it there now. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I get a it's pint of water. water, and I put it... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I put it next to my bed, and when I wake up, I gulp it down. And uh, it's a thing that my cousin Dara, who he was on the Stoned episode, he's a mm. personal trainer, and he told me to do it. He he's not just a personal trainer from like a physical like exercise point of view, but he he'll he'll help you reshape your life and find happiness. Mm. And um, he was like, just 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 drink a pint of water every day. So I did. And uh, I was a person who the only water in my diet would have come from, like, the water that's in a glass of Coke, for example, yeah. or whatever. Or, like, in coffee or tea or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, now, from just drinking a pint of water, I do that, and then as soon as I, I go into work, I start a little bit earlier, and I fill up mm. another pint of water when I'm in there, and I drink that now. And now I'm drinking four pints of water a day up until half past five, and then whatever mm. when I come home, so... Um, just that one thing it's really hard to get into because i don't know i'm sure a lot of people will relate to this but i find it really difficult to eat in the morning like it, it makes me feel kind of sick so um it it took a long time to be able to comfortably drink a pint of water in the morning yeah. but um yeah. yeah once i started doing it i just i noticed a, a genuine uh, not a massive increase but like it definitely you, you don't have that sickly feeling in your stomach in the bus on the way in because you're not hungry and your stomach's not mm. trying to eat itself while also telling you that you don't want to eat anything um i also make my bed every morning first thing i yeah. I think that is honestly one of the most important things you can do in your day uh yeah. for many different reasons but it's kind of just the consolidation in your head of when mm. i get back to my room my bed will be made and yeah. that's really good. It's like a, a thing mm -hmm. that I don't have to do. It takes like 20 seconds to do, um, if that. So uh, that's another thing that I do. Um, Sunday nights are the hardest nights to fall asleep when you're an adult working 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really... I wasn't particularly fond of them either when I was in school. Uh, so the days I go to the gym now are... Sundays or bank holiday Monday, if that's you know. Yeah, tire you out. Yeah, tire me out, and then get a good night's sleep, and you just wake up feel you don't necessarily feel refreshed, but you don't hate yourself for staying yeah. up till two a.m. watching Futurama reruns or anything like that. Yeah. Um, these things make like this. Uh, this kind of thing is not exactly what the episode is meant to be about, but these mm. things make a huge difference to your life. Yeah. Like, little things that build up and they just improve your mood overall. Like they yeah. get all of the. You, instead of moving the anxiety around, you just deal with it straight away, and it's something that you have to worry less about. And like these are sort of scientifically proven things to increase your behavior and your attitude and your mood. So um, I would say they're pretty damn important. Mm. Yeah, going back to that, um, like making your bed thing, it, that is actually like a psychologist recommended thing to start your day, like how to start your day right. And so is the glass of water, because um, the glass of water will. I th I'm not sure if it, I don't want to say it's scientifically proven, but I feel like there's been at least one study that says that you'll feel more awake for longer with a pint having drunk a pint of water as soon as you wake up than having like a cup of coffee straight away. Oh yeah, definitely. You sets you up way better for the day and making your bed straight away also sets you as like it's like um it's like a, a mind, mild sense of accomplishment that you get from like ticking that box of saying i've done something today yeah it like, is. It's, it's like that's number th one thing on your to-do list when you wake up or number two after drinking a glass of water 
and it's gone bang you've knocked two things off your to-do list for the day yeah. and you're ready to do more like mentally that's how it works there's a, a guy called Ali who was on this podcast uh, quite recently he's a biology student and um, he was making a point that a lot of the stuff that we do relates to instant gratification and it's becoming more and more prominent with like smartphones and, and the way we can get instant information all the time and um, if you think about video games and the fact that I, I like I can't speak for everyone but I am a guy who's played video games all my life and yeah. video gaming world is a world that I will escape into to avoid my anxiety and seeing the points come up on the screen like that's kind of the equivalent of it's like should I make my bed no I'll play my video game because that will give me even quicker and more enjoyable gratification but then once you're done with that you've got the bed thing to do and it makes you feel bad again it's like it erases all the stuff that the video game has just done so um what you were saying like a little reward thing in your brain that is what it's like like you you are literally yeah. nullifying anxiety that would otherwise be somewhere in your head like you might not think about it all day but when you come home you'll see that your bed isn't made and you'll just feel a little bit like ah yeah um now some people can get along without doing that and like that's great yeah. too some people can exist in a mess and that's fine <laughs> if that works for people if you want to be if you want to be disgusting then feel free if that makes you happy whatever <laughs> yeah. man if you want to be a lesser human prerogative. being like you <laughs> go ahead and do that you piece of shit <laughs> but for us normies <laughs> yeah um yeah those are some really key things it's like we yeah. it, it, another thing like what you were saying about having a glass of water will uh last on a longer level than that quick mm -hmm. cup of coffee it, the thing is that the cup of coffee shoots everything into your brain straight away and you're wide yeah. awake your eyes are like saucers but then when you come down on that it, it is so much harder than having nothing at all so water yeah. like drinking water all day uh, consistently gives you the exact same level of well uh, to a point but it gives you the exact same sort of feeling as uh, you know drinking yeah, yeah. coffee cup of, cup of coffee or tea yeah once every few and, hours or whatever. yeah what I, like what no one ever mentions as well is if you're drinking a lot of water you're going to be getting up to pee more yeah and if you work a desk job like I do and you work a desk job as well mm-hmm or do you? I imagine I like to imagine that you you deal with numbers, so you stand about shouting on phones or something. Yeah, uh, I shout bye, yeah. and then bye, I bye, bye, sell, sell. Yeah, the Everyone's other phone going, in the other room. No, come, dude. <laughs> I work in a done? really quiet, open plan office, <laughs> but whenever I have that cup of coffee, I am just straight on that yeah. phone shouting at investors who've placed their trades days ago. <laughs> just like <laughs> sell, you fool. <laughs> yeah. That like getting up and walking away from your desk is nice. That's a nice break. Yeah. Like just getting up and going, time to pee yeah. every twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean though. Like getting up and just having a little walk and to get away from the desk is a nice break from what you're doing. This is why we work so much overtime because <laughs> we yeah, piss yeah. every I spend all minutes. of my time weeing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it is like like you go in, you go into the cubicle, you take out your phone, you check Twitter, yeah. Then you piss, then you go back to your job, and you sit down, and you're like, ah, now where was I? Somehow you fill I... up a glass of water on the way back. <laughs> you neck it before you get in. It's just, <laughs> it, yeah. But these things are are really crucial. Like it, it's it, yeah. it's always puzzled me that we know that these things make us happier. Like we know that a you know a balanced diet it doesn't even have to be a completely healthy diet but a balanced diet like drinking lots of water 
doing some it just some light exercise every two days or three days like yeah. that type of thing will just make you an overall more happy person but we don't always gravitate towards that we go to like video games and smartphone apps and you know yeah we look for instagram likes and twitter likes and stuff and uh yeah i'm guilty of all of these i, I was sort of afraid that this episode would come across as me preaching on how to be happy because truthfully uh, yeah. i don't know i'm miserable no, I'm uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like when it all when it all comes um when it all comes down to it i i don't know i think i'm i think i'm about neutral yes, overall same. yes like, i can't i can't tell you how to be happy because like ah, it's flat like you know there's a lot of peaks and troughs yeah there's a, there's a whole nother sort of um philosophy on what happiness even is i don't think you could equate to being like yes i am happy all like to me mm. if you're happy all the time right like when i'm happy i've just won a load of money or you know yeah. i'm i'm in a park with all my friends and i don't have to work until two days after that like yeah, if yeah. you're happy all the time <laughs> You are you don't literally, have all the time. Yeah. You're, you're not working hard enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are you are below the age of twelve. You are running away from adulthood if you are happy all the time. You, oh man, I was trying to make this the opposite of that message, <laughs> but seriously though, um, it's not about being happy all the time. It's about being satisfied, and it's about enjoying those little things that make you happy more. And I'll tell you another thing that makes me feel really happy. You know when you're sick and you're just downtrodden, mm. and you feel awful, and the world is such a bitter, miserable place, and you're wondering, have I ever felt completely well? Mm. And you also feel, will I ever feel well again? And your overall feeling can be summarized in an emotional clash of those two questions, and then you start to feel better. You feel mm. the medication working. That feeling is unreal. It's, it's it's like what reaching nirvana must be like at least fractionally anyway but um the feeling of getting better when you're ill is just a great feeling and a real one to make you happy and remind you of what it's like to you know sort of embrace the fact that you're alive and you're a healthy person for the most part yeah yeah sorry <clears throat> Jack's oh, showing us what an unhealthy person yeah, is like. Yeah, what an unhealthy moment looks like. <laughs> uh, just, to, just to contrast that nicely. Mm. Um, <laughs> Podcasting. It's this easy, kids. Yeah, yeah. literally, this is this is what happens when we podcast. This was just, uh, just awful. Eh? I don't know how we've got to 91, to be honest. Yeah, it is very impressive, but it has taken us like three and a half years, so it's actually yeah, not that impressive. Yeah, for a weekly, not, not weekly podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, here we are. Yeah. We're finally doing one about things that we like. <laughs> yeah, 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 finally doing... It's only taking us 90 episodes to get through everything that we dislike. Yeah. It's all right, we peaked after episode two anyway, so... That's true, we always say that. Episode two is yeah. the best episode. It really was. I can't believe we peaked so early. I know. It's impressive, really. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like the best... I, I guess when you think about it, though, most bands peak in their second album or their third album. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, even true. their first album. That's true. Some some do peak incredibly early. Yeah, yeah. Third album is a big speaking, album. Yeah, speaking of music. Ah. Beautiful segue. I love movies. <laughs> do you know what? Yes. Um, no, like, I enjoy... Li I, I really, like, I couldn't live without music. Yeah, same. Like, holy shit. Like, music makes me happy. Like, just so good. Do you love rock and roll? 
Yeah. Do you want me I to really put will. another dime in the jukebox? Yeah, baby. Okay. <laughs> Let me get right on that. Yeah, like, music, I get up and I leave for the gym and I listen to music for three hours. And then when I work, I listen to music most of the day unless I'm having to listen to people talk while I edit, like, as part of the edit. And then I listen to music for two hours on the way home. And then I listen to music while I play video games in the evening. It's it's constant. It's a constant in my life. I listen to music while I'm listening to music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check out this new Camp Cope album while I listen to Hopalong's latest album. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you listen to when you're in the gym out of interest? Uh, it's very angry death metal. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, really super heavy. Uh, like uh, I say super heavy. Trivium, um, Cannibal Corpse features a couple of times. Aminomarth, that kind of... Um, Anything with a double um, bass drum pedal in it, really. Trivium have the most, have like the lamest lyrics out of any of the metal bands. They're all I'd, like, uh, yeah. here are some biblical references to wars. Ah. Yeah. 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 It's um, it's it's not for the lyrics, it's just for the... It's good gym fucking music. Wicked guitar and drums. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's, that's the stuff that gets me um, up in the morning. Actually, is there something about dancing in a gym? I, like you know that uh, that song um, by fucking what is his name? All I can think of is Don Henley, and it's not Don Henley who sings American Pie. Who sings American Pie? Um, I'm just gonna Google it yeah, because that's it. the world we live in. It's not Don Henley because Don Henley's the guy from the Eagles who sings. Oh, the of course, song. I'm just getting buddy, Don McLean. Don McLean, right? Of course, I'm just getting film references straight out there. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but that song is... It famously rhymes every word in the dictionary. Uh, it's it's like, I don't know, 264 paragraphs long, and it has every word that's ever existed, and it's mm. terrible, and I don't know why it is heralded as such a triumph in music, because it's a garbage song. But there's a line <laughs> in that where he goes... <laughs> just to punctuate how terrible this song is and I know that you were in love with him because I saw you dancing in the gym <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shit song it's such a fucking bad uh, song yeah I, I know no one that dances in the gym yeah yeah absolutely no one I mean that's not why you go to the gym for stars so you, you're doing the wrong mode of exercise if yeah. that's what you're at in the gym um yeah, I, I thought I'd get that in there because we're talking about yeah. music and I think that American Pie is a piece of shit song. Um, <laughs> yeah, I listen to an album on my way into work and an album on my way out of work. And one of my favorite things in the world is when I'm on the last track just as I'm coming up to my front door. It's just like it makes me feel unstoppable. Like I've timed this to absolute perfection and I've listened to the entire album. Um, but recently I've started listening to podcasts instead because mm. I used to be able to do that in work, and now I can't, so I have to maximize yeah. all that podcast time. Um, but I I could not live without music either. I'm one of those people who thinks that I that music means more to me than it means to anyone else because I am the only person in the world who can really appreciate, really appreciate good quality music like Blink-182. And Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I literally don't know anybody else that appreciates Blink One Eight Two and Lincoln Park. What I love 
is when a band does an acoustic cover of like a song that isn't traditionally considered acoustic and people in the comments are like oh it's so much more meaningful (laughs) shut up (laughs) you are what's wrong with the world but they've um, changed the entire meaning of this song exactly just by changing the type of guitar it is interesting that you can actually change the meaning of a song without changing any of its lyrics like um yeah tone tone means a hell of a lot yeah johnny cash's cover of hurt is like a it it just takes that song into a whole nother realm of consciousness like it, it just it makes it exist as this completely different thing like untethered to the original in every way and it's it's a, yeah. a, a an amazing feat of um covering from uh big jc the big dog jc um big jc here yeah music is uh is a hell of a thing and i find that when i'm drunk the type of music i listen to is drastically different to when i'm sober and uh how so well when i'm drunk it's mostly linked to nostalgia like Uh, okay i'll i'll get drunk and i'll throw on like be here now or definitely maybe or something and yeah. I will convince myself that that is the only music that has ever existed, and that's what real music sounds like. And then when I wake up the next morning, I'm like, all right, yeah, Oasis were really good, a major phenomenon there for a while, but their music was very obvious, and I actually like music that's a lot better than that now. But you'll never move away from that emotional connection you have to bands that you listened to, like bands that sort of helped you evolve musically as a kid and stuff like that. It's mm. It's like the most crucial time to be a music fan, almost, because everything after that is shaped by that so um yeah yeah. uh but then when i'm sober i listen to like you know all the good stuff that people enjoy so yeah um yeah what's your uh situation with musical nostalgia um i tend to if i'm if i'm gonna listen to go musical nostalgia i tend to go with um I tend to just let Spotify do the work for me because I'm really lazy. Ah, right. Um, and just put on like a Throwback Thursday or my current favourite, like back in the day, is the Room 2 Urban Classics. Oh, right. Um, which has like Temperature by Sean Paul and songs of that calibre on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What does that one go like? Uh, don't make me sing it. <laughs> uh, Nah. Is it the one that goes like, Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yep, that is that is actually that is actually. I thought I was. I thought you started playing it there for a second. Christ. Yeah, that was so accurate. I do a mean Sean Paul impression. Um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm 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 not mad into that, but I did recently rediscover a song by Sugar Babes. Uh, and I'm gonna just. Does it push the button? No, no, because that's Ooh. shit. It's a song called Overload. Overload by yeah. Sugar Babes. Yeah. It's... I thought I knew all of the Sugar Babes' best songs. You know it. Off it's... the top of my head. The first lines are. <laughs> it always, it always, it always screws me up that Sugar Babes is spelt without an R. Yeah, I know, and that there's like there's been a total of sixteen hundred members in their revolving oh, God, door yeah. of a girl band. Um, Overload. The first line is "Train comes, I don't know its destination." You know oh song? yeah, I know it. Yep. Yeah. So I just listened to a little part of it. It's a banger. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a certified banger. But I don't find that I listen to pop music that much. Like I mostly listen to albums. I can't really listen to just a single song. Like I I really struggle to do that. Um, so I listen to albums mostly, which kind of turns me away from pop music because the singles in pop are generally very good. 
but the album tracks are not, you know. Yeah. You're still listening to Sugar Babes, aren't you? No. <laughs> yeah. I I find it really difficult to listen to entire albums. Hmm. Actually. You're probably listening to the wrong ones. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, just like, there are certain albums that I think flow really well. Um, but there are a lot of, um, I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if I just need a bit more variety from, like, I just prefer going from, art, bouncing from artist to artist, tone and style to, you know, just changing up between them every couple of songs. Yeah, that's something I've never been able to do. I don't know why. Ah, uh, see, I think I prefer it that way. Yeah. Who would have thought that two p- completely different people would have... Would have completely, completely different, different opinions. Yeah, completely ah. different tastes in music. It's insane. <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, I, I, I make these playlists sometimes um, that it's really hard to describe. I don't know why I do it, but basically it was like I wanted to have songs on a cd but i didn't want to skip any of the songs so i i made just one really long song like i mixed all the songs together and i i put in like special effects and, and all my own so i basically made my own mixtapes for myself yeah because i was very lonely <laughs> but um yeah. like i listened back to them I, I made like 10 or 11 of them i should put one up on spotify sometime and by spotify i, I mean soundcloud i don't know why i said spotify but um listening to them like they're very the songs are they might be from completely different artists, but the theme will be very similar. And I guess from the fact that I do that, I can decipher that I just really like it when my music is thematically the same. Like I love the concept of an album and the fact that it fits into one structure. And that's kind of the main problems I have with albums nowadays that are coming out. Like Mm. I'm a huge fan of Drake, but he's never really made a great album because they're never thematically sound they're like there's one song about going to the club and fucking shit up Mm. there's one song about just being a rapper that's black and says the n-word all the time and is like super angry about it and then there's a seven songs about his girlfriend and like (laughs) it doesn't really just sit in one place for me long enough and kanye's most recent album was completely all over the place as well so it's really hard to find an album that's one thing but then a band like 65 days of static whose last album was the soundtrack to the game no man's sky and it fits together perfectly like it feels like i'm flying through space when i listen to yeah perfectly ethereal yeah exactly it's amazing and and deftones as well deftones just make amazing albums um Mm. but not a lot of bands are i mean a lot of bands who've done it before are but like new bands who are coming out now just they're missing that because they're going for the song because we live in the era of the song now and uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing because obviously I'm 22 years older than you, so that's yeah. why I do. <laughs> yeah, naturally, I am yeah. three years old. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I've always said that about you. <laughs> um, the mental, I, I'm younger than the time that we've known each other for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, I can always remember talking to your mother's womb <laughs> and feeding it beer. <laughs> God, that's that's an endlessly creepy fucking. It's very it's fine, weird. It's fine. It's fine when it's the father. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what have I just stumbled across? What have you got to tell me? Am I your father? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Find out next time on the midnight hour. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Our, um, 
do we have anything else to say about music? I, I feel like I could talk about music all day, but I would just be talking yeah. about the concept of music rather than yeah. what it does to me and how it makes me happy. No, yeah. I think uh, move on, potentially. <laughs> hey, okay. someone's got to control this podcast. That's true, and it's not going to be me. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, a great thing a, a great thing about music is its ability to resonate with your exact mood. And, like, when you're mm-hmm. sad, you listen to a sad song and you'll feel better. Like, you'll cry it out a little bit. But then you'll feel better after. You'll be like, yes, I'm not alone. Like, this is exactly what I feel like right now. Mm. And uh, and that's great. So, that you know, just... I'd, I'd like to just say well done to music, you know, <laughs> as an art form. It, it's, it's just... It's there, and it gets credit for being there, and it has its place in our society, and it's just fantastic. So, yeah, good good job. Yeah, well done. Every, yeah, come on. Everyone yeah. give it up for music. Give it a, at least two or three clubs. Yeah. Everyone in the audience... <laughs> there we go. Um, they've been quiet apart from that tonight, but yeah, 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 not a lot of clapping. Yeah, yeah, but music will will wake up even the quietest soul. So the thing I was thinking of next is a, a weird one that, uh, like, I don't know how many people will be able to relate to this, but uh, it's a game changer for me in a day. Mm. It will change my day from being rushed, hurried, and ill-timed to just that feeling of ah, yes. Now I'm at home, everything is mine, I control all of this time from here until when I go to sleep, right? So you come home from work, what's the first thing that you do? I'll tell you what it is. Okay. After you're done showering and that. You put on a fresh pair of socks and tracksuit bottoms, and you sit down, and that's it. Nice, Nice, comfortable hoodie. You get a towel and wrap it around your head like how women do when they're done in the shower. (laughs) That's it, you're done. That is... That is the day, like, finished, and then you just sit yeah. down and play football manager. Yeah. Coming home after, like, coming home after work and just getting changed into something that's 100% more comfortable mm. is, is a, oh, it's just such a good feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Unparalleled, I think, in terms mm. of its, like, just how secure you feel and just, I don't know, there's, uh, just that feeling of being do people sit around in their house in their jeans like who I don't fucking I, trust I have no idea I know I like it always baffled me when people used to go home from get home from school and just sit around in their school uniform oh well, my god yeah that baffled me completely why would you not want to get changed into like trackies and a t-shirt you get home and you knock on your friend's door and he's there like he's still got his shirt and tie he hasn't even taken his tie off yeah like the tie came off before I'd even set foot off of the school ground. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. The tie, yeah. tie comes off into your pocket before you're out of the gates. Yeah, 100%. That's, that is just a thing that happens. The first two buttons of your shirt get open. If it's yeah. a cold day, your uh, the jumper comes off and the buttons on the cuffs of the shirt get open. Yeah. I mean, this is just how you live, people. Yeah, like, yeah. And then and then you go around. It's like, it's, it's akin to people who wear shoes indoors. Mm-hmm. To me, that like fucks me up. Like, I just can't understand it. It's like, do you like do you just thoroughly clean them every time you come in so that they don't like get stuff on the floor? I like, do. Do you have, have Do you have indoor shoes? I I have indoor shoes. <laughs> Why? Uh, um. Well, I have like seventeen pairs of trainers because I just buy trainers. It's a <laughs> huge problem that I have. <laughs> if they're on sale on Sports Direct, I own them. Um, <laughs> but also. Like, when I'm done with a certain pair of trainers that I don't want to wear anymore, 
I wash them and they become my indoor shoes. That's a that's a true thing, and I'll tell you why. I know it sounds insane, but um, my house the all the upstairs floors are wood, and all the downstairs floors are tiles, and the whole part of a fresh pair of socks is that they're clean, and um, dust accumulates on a wooden floor and on tiles. Like mm. at least it's more visible than on a carpet. So if you walk around, your white socks are gonna turn black after a while, and then you have to change <sighs> them again. And so yeah, I have I have indoor trainers. I actually right, hold on. <clears throat> are you I, going um, to get your indoor trainers? No, I'm counting the ones that are behind <laughs> me. Not not these aren't even the ones that are in the boxes under my bed. I have three pairs of indoor trainers. Oh right my now. god. Yeah. I have problems. <laughs> I barely have outdoor trainers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like 17 pairs of trainers. I, I just buy them all the time. I don't know why I do it. That is that is help me. I I don't I don't know. Trainers, trainers are the even like comfortable trainers are like the school tie of the feet. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I just like if I could get away with this thing. Like I sometimes like I, I work in a really relaxed office. I, I've like been it's been quite warmer like in London recently, so I've been wearing t-shirt and shorts um, to work. Um, and I've been like I've been taking off my shoes at my desk. I've been taking off my trainers and sat there in my socks. I'm not a fan of that. Like the shoes are the the ties of the feet. When you get into a plane, do your shoes come off? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those people. When when you're in the cinema. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> All right, you're a fucking animal. That's what we figured out here. No wonder you don't get the concept of indoor trainers. <laughs> yeah, I am just a disgusting human being. <laughs> I love how I've shamed you. <laughs> yeah, and I completely accept it. I don't mind. I like I'm comfortable when I do it, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I. Um... It's like it's like in a lot of in a lot of places. I'm six foot two. I'm not a small person. Like a lot of things, like on, like I don't get a lot of leg room. So any comfort I can get for my lower body is quite nice. Yeah, because I can guarantee that aeroplanes, I will not be comfortable. Yeah, definitely. No one uh, is. Cinemas and especially like old like theaters, I definitely won't be comfortable. Theaters are made for people who are five foot six and under. Yeah, because that's the average height of humans oh, at the time yeah. that they were. Yeah, built. exactly. <laughs> so like, and a lot of places can guarantee I won't be comfortable. So any little bit of extra comfort is always nice. Um, I was once reading a story about. Uh, on, on like a forum, some guy was like, the, the, I think the tread title was what's the most annoying thing anyone's ever done to you or something. And, and this yeah. one guy was like, oh, I was at the cinema on a date and this guy took my shoes and threw them away or some shit. And I was like, what, what? how the fuck did he get your shoes? And he was like, yeah. oh, I took my shoes off. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, took, I, I take my shoes off in the cinema. And I was like, what? And then I realized that was a thing that people do, and that was the first time I found yeah. out, and I just couldn't fucking believe it or wrap my head around it at all. But I will say this in my defense: um, I think I think my ignorance is born out of luxury and the fact that Dublin actually has several phenomenal cinemas with amazing yeah. legroom, amazing comfort. You know, like when I lived in Scotland, I went to this cinema where you had to pay extra for these big comfy seats at the back. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, they've got those in London. Right. Yeah. Every single seat in my local cinema is those seats. There, there is no VIP seat or any of that bullshit. Every seat mm. is amazing. Really comfortable, 
lots of leg room. Uh, they're all stacked, so no, like nobody can be really tall and sitting in front of you and blocking your vision because it's stacked too high, like you. So um, I, I've never understood the necessity that people have to be extra comfortable in the cinema because I just come from a place where cinemas are good. So yeah. that's why that's yeah. why I was ignorant to it, you know. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I I just really enjoy. Like I wouldn't take my shoes off in a restaurant or anything. Yeah, that'd be really weird. Like, I once saw, I once saw a guy, uh, like, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was like a summer's day, but it was in like a, like an Italian restaurant, and the dude bowls in wearing flip flops, and he had like fucking crusty looking feet, and I was uh... like, I was looking at them, and I was like, that makes me very unhappy. <laughs> like, like, I, like, if he was wearing socks, then I could let him, I could let it slide, but. I don't know, being able to see his toenails, like, nah. Yeah. Nah. Sandals in general uh, are a no from me. Unless you are on holiday and you're going straight to the beach and straight back to the hotel, no grown man should wear flip-flops. Yeah, I don't think so either. Flip-flops are not... I just... Flip-flops. Yeah, and I'm a classic liberal. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, except for wearing flip-flops. Yeah, I mean, come on. I draw the line. We have got to draw the line somewhere as a society, and I, and I believe it should be there. So, um, And that's why I'm voting Theresa May. <laughs> you can tell she... Uh, you, you, you can, can tell t- she's never even seen a pair of flip-flops in her life. Yeah, but you can tell that Boris Johnson owns at least four pairs of them. Oh, I don't. I feel like Boris Johnson buys shoes two sizes up so he can wear flip flops inside his suit shoes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> something, just something that bizarre. And then if you if you asked him why he did that, he'd just tell you you wouldn't understand because you're a a muggle or something. It's, it's uh, it, he is a man with more power than like most of the people in the world. <laughs> Yeah, it really like it was funny. It was it was amusing. Like it amused me when he was mayor of London because at the end of the day, he couldn't really do that much damage. Yeah, yeah. But now, oh shit! He's such a fucking it, clown. Yeah. Oh, it truly is amazing. And people, people think that just because he has this semi-affable, like slapstick comedy character persona, yeah, because he rugby not, tackles someone in a charity, match. yeah. That he's not an evil, scheming, conniving, like, bastard. And he really is. <laughs> yeah. like, and it's like, how can you be so blinded by the fact that he gets stuck hanging from a zip line, waving a Union Jack about, and think, <laughs> oh, yeah, there is nothing wrong with the way that he talks to people or the opinions that he holds or the way that he votes? Yeah. Like, yeah. How can that blind you so much? I know, the fact that he thinks that homosexuality is a mental disorder or... Uh, the fact that he thinks just... the people of Liverpool have a victim mentality. Just... <laughs> what a man. What a man. Um, yeah, I will be yeah. glad to see him tied to a rocket and shot into outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. <laughs> he'd, um, probably, he'd probably suggest something as audacious as that. He probably fucking would. He, yeah, he, def- he would advocate a piece of legislation in favour of that. And then be like, oh, I can't believe that happened. I actually want that to not happen. And then he'd be head of the committee to make sure that it does happen. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, satire. Oh, God, yeah. But bringing it back to the topic at hand. Yes, which is shoes. 
Yeah, which is not a shoes anymore. Actually, I'm taking it. I'm taking us away from that. Once again, you've chosen to steer the podcast. Yeah, because we went, <laughs> we went from we went from Beast. getting home and changing into tracky bottoms to being comfortable <laughs> to taking your shoes off in a cinema to Boris Johnson. Yeah. Oh well, uh, it's a logical conclusion there. It's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a three step program. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It would be weird if we didn't talk about him. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's only one type of people that we reference more than Boris Johnson on this podcast. Yes. Um, those who should, who should not be named. Yeah, we won't name them now. Yeah, but a good, like, a lot of people hype up steak as being, like, the pinnacle of food. And I'm not entirely sure about that, but I will say that nothing makes me happier than when... I ask for a steak cooked rare, and not only do they get it right, but it's also an actual good steak. <laughs> like I've had some dire, absolutely dire steaks in my time, but a good cut of meat cooked rare, which is my preference, ah, it's just so good. It's like it is like eating butter because it just melts in your mouth. It's so phenomenal. Yeah, and that makes me so happy. I do like rare steak. I prefer medium rare because I, I think there's a like I, I like my food dry in general. Oh and really? I, I think yeah. Like um, I'm not really big into sauces or anything like that. Okay. Um, for the most part, but like even when I get something that's dripped in sauce, I will make sure that there's only a little bit of sauce on mm. it. it. It's a weird thing. I don't know why I'm like that. Um, but because of that, I I always feel like I can taste medium rare just a little bit better because I won't have the peppermint sauce or whatever they bring with yeah, it yeah. so like i'm i'm just really eating the steak but i do like a rare steak too i think that there's something extra delicious about imagining a rare steak than imagining a well done steak or whatever yeah um, yeah there's something there's just that acknowledgement of succulence in a rare steak yeah it's like if you ever watch a cartoon when they eat steak in a cartoon or bacon mm. Yeah. It just looks amazing. My mouth is yeah. literally watering. <laughs> like, I'm literally... Neither of us have eaten before yeah. we recorded this. I know, neither of us have yeah. eaten yet. It's terrible. Um, yeah, you are right, though. And, and I would even extend that to... that. We have a chain over here called Gourmet Burger Kitchen. It's actually... Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have them have in England? In, yeah, we have it in England, yeah. All oh, right, cool. Because yeah, I was GBK. in... They don't have it in Leicester or uh, Birmingham, I don't think. But... Um, oh, yeah, really? They... they their burgers are frozen. I'm like 90% sure. They don't do medium yeah. rare. So no. when, when you get the next thing up, from, which is medium, it's just like a normal frozen burger. It's not yeah, really yeah. that good. Um, but we have another chain in Ireland called Bunsen. I think they only have four. Yeah, um, I've not heard of them. Yeah, they only have four stores uh, nationwide. There's one in Cork and three in Dublin now. Um, but you can get your burger rare if you want. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've had like medium rare, and it is literally the best burger I've ever had in my entire life. And it's because like you bite into it, and the cheese and bacon and the grease and everything, and oh my god, I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is actually a thing that makes a huge difference to your meal, especially when you're looking forward to it, because you always envision it being better than it is. So if you're going somewhere mm. new that you don't know. You know, somewhere where you've never been before, and they give you the thing that you envisioned. That is, that is a amazing feeling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've, I've, I would highly recommend if you 
can seek one out going to a proper steak restaurant. Like there's there's a steak restaurant like because it just thinking about this steak makes me happy. Um, <laughs> and it was so all they sold was steak. Steak was you had the starter which was like um it's like it's like a tradition in some places to have like a quarter iceberg lettuce with a sauce to start with um as as a starter to like cleanse the palate almost. Oh, right. And then you have steak as the main and then you pick your sides with that steak. And like steak was the only main thing that you could have. Yeah, that's awesome. And it was so good. It was so goddamn good. I'm literally just imagining steak. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me dead happy just thinking about it. I had steak at a uh when I was in Vauxhall there's a place called Counter. I had the steak yeah. there. It was pretty good. Um I also had the steak at Jamie Oliver's restaurant mm. in Singapore, and it was all right. Um, yeah. Food in general in Singapore can be quite tricky, though, because their customer service is fucking atrocious. So <laughs> if anything's wrong, they don't give a shit. <laughs> if anything's wrong, it's just staying wrong, and nothing can be done about it. Um, I'm trying to think of where else I've had steak. I had I had steak at an amazing restaurant in Spain. Um mm. I couldn't tell you. It definitely wasn't a franchise or anything no. anyway. And uh, I'm going to Madrid on Friday morning and I plan on having steak now. And that's literally a thing I'm going to write down that I'm going to have. <laughs> I uh, I need the taste of steak and I don't have any steak right now. But Yeah, I once I once made the mistake of ordering The mistake. Steak. Yeah, I just caught that as well. The mistake of ordering a steak in a harvester. Are you familiar with the chain of like pub restaurants harvester oh actually yeah they we, have they have like an unlimited salad bar we don't have them here stuff. but uh yeah i think i heard something recently that they were trying to open up over here or something like that yeah it's there's something akin to like weatherspoons yeah we've um, weatherspoons here now we've like, oh really yeah we've like three of them i think i'm um, sorry for that yeah the garbage um, yeah well priced though yeah yeah um yeah, don't don't. The same goes for Weatherspoons. Do not order a stack. Just it's just no. We always just, meet in Weatherspoons. Yeah, it's because it's it's because it's dirt cheap. Birmingham, uh, uh, it's dirt cheap, and yeah. you know exactly what kind of people will be there. Like even a dodgy Weatherspoons is no worse than like yeah, like it's it's no worse than a local pub. Yeah, and it's two Coronas for five pounds. Yeah, exactly. And in, in the, the centre of London, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. they buy they buy the kegs like just before they expire for the beer, but they go through so much of it that it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's why they can sell it so cheaply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the off chance you go to a quiet one and get an expired pint, then you just ask them to refill it, and they will. <laughs> I know a lot about Weatherspoons. I did my uh, like college fucking uh, case study thing on Weatherspoons. Yeah. There's a the guy who who opened Weatherspoons originally is like the most like not an entrepreneur type guy at all. No, yeah, he's the most pro Brexit human being in the world, I think. Is he actually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, incredibly so. I remember he was he was dead against Britain um, getting the euro anyway, so it doesn't oh, yeah. surprise me that he would be a pro Brexit guy. But yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, there's a good reason why uh, Weatherspoons promise even at peak hours to be able to get you your food within 15 minutes. Oh, I'd imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, they they do not have chefs; they have microwave jockeys. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
You can tell like, their their food is just not like you know those like really cheap <clears throat> the uh, the Rustler burgers you can get. Yeah. Oh. And they're yeah. Going, and they're fucking disgusting. Yeah, they they make me unhappy. Like nobody has ever eaten one of those and thought, yeah, <laughs> that's food. <laughs> like they're so bad. <laughs> but that's basically what Weatherspoons is like. You're just yeah. getting it because it's cheap and you're pissed. Yeah. That's yeah. It's completely true actually. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what were you saying about the Harvester bar? Oh, I just I, I had a steak there and it was just so so bad. Yeah. Like I asked for it rare. I think it I I it was definitely well done. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it was so tough and stringy. Oh. Uh, just not everything you don't want from a steak. Yeah. And it just made me it just made me unhappy. Yeah, that's not good. I would uh, extend the thing to just restaurant food in general. Like makes me happy. I I love eating out. Like I love yeah, good restaurant food. Yeah, yeah, I love going to restaurants and pubs. Like pub food in certain pubs. Pub food in a, in a pinch. Like if you if you go to like um if you go to a pub like that looks fancy and you think uh, it looks like it'll be a bit expensive. The food's probably going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like it's usually going to be quite like rich in its quality. Yeah. Um, they're probably not going to be fucking around. Like they will order, you know, their ingredients and stuff from legitimate. Yeah. Uh, quality um, suppliers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I do I I love, I don't know I love a, a good stone baked pizza that doesn't taste like every other stone baked pizza that you get. You mm. know what I mean? Um, like when it's originally made in the place, and you know, like yeah, yeah. You've never and everything's it. made fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. I kind of wish we didn't start talking about food. No, yeah, it's just, it's just. Should we just wrap it up and end here, and we'll all go eat? <laughs> I <would laughs> My stomach is so angry at me. Um, I had something else to say about food as well, genuinely, and I've just, com- yeah. it's completely left my mind. Um, oh, I, actually, here's the thing that uh, maybe the listeners will be able to help me out with. Maybe you will in your brief experience in mm. Ireland. I think that the pints in Ireland, in pubs, generally speaking, are better than the ones in England. And I think it has something to do with the fact that the taps in English pubs just don't seem to get cleaned as much. Like, I don't know if this is a real thing, but there's this sort of... Um, there's a lot of pseudoscience around the yeah. uh, around Guinness, uh, like especially mm. in Ireland. Like, any Irish person will tell you that a pint of Guinness from St. James's Gate is the best pint of Guinness and the yeah. one that you have in England is not that it's different and it's true to a degree but there's a, yeah. th- there's a, a really famous pub in uh, in Dublin city where and for a while actually there's a pub in Swords called The Pound where the, the guy who owned it would like he knew how to clean the pipes perfectly like every like every like few hours basically so that every pint mm. of Guinness was amazing and for a long time the myth or whatever maybe it was true was that but the story goes that this was the best pint of Guinness at the time and mm. um I don't like I, I drink pints of like Coors or Heineken whatever they have on tap I know that in England Heineken and Coors are not really good beers um yeah. but when they when they're poured into their like proper glass in Ireland mm. you get like a bubbly pint with a lot of life in it and you get a kick off it when you drink it and it's great and I've never fucking had that in England ever like every pub I go yeah. to in England and I've been to hundreds I've been to more pubs in England than I have in Ireland 
And uh, <laughs> it's always in those shitty glasses that have no brand on yeah. it. There's nothing ever happening in the pint. There's no sign of life in it anywhere at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it's always just shit. So I always have to go on bottles when I go to England. Yeah. And I hate saying that because I actually like England a lot. I'm yeah. not one of those, you know, stupid cunt Irish people who <laughs> <laughs> will will use anything as a stick with which to beat England. Like, I'm not like that at all, genuinely. And I know how much I sound like that when I give out about the beer because it's such a trivial thing and it's yeah. such a fucking shut the fuck up and get over it type thing. But no, you, honestly... You genuinely, you genuinely would think with the strong, the strong drinking culture that is in England that we'd be able to do beer better. Yeah, but the, like, there's like a genuine, like a low quality of beer outside the craft beer pubs because they put a lot of effort into that because that's their yeah. selling point. But like if you go into a standard pub and get like, right, every pint of Foster's is piss, I accept that. But any <laughs> like over-the-counter draft beer out of a tap with its logo on it poured into its glass should be flowing. There should be bubbles in it. That's that, my. Like, I think my favorite thing is when... Like when the barmaid pulls out a glass from the section where they, I can't, I can't ever remember what beer it is, but some beer like the company that makes it demands that the glass is like frosted and chilled. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. But like, have, yeah, taking like a a icy, like an icy glass full of beer from someone, and especially in the summer, is so good. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's Budweiser, and you're like, uh... Ah, uh, shit. You know what's really funny, actually? <clears throat> um, I know, we have a lot of uh, of craft beer hipster places yeah. uh, building up in Ireland. I'm sure it's the same over there. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the owner of one of them here, and he says, yeah, we fucking hate it when you come in and you order Heineken or Corona, because there's so many other quality beers here that you don't yeah. drink, right? So one of their quality beers is a beer called Budvar, um, okay, and, yeah, I know Budvar. Yeah, Budvar yeah. is Budweiser, okay? Yeah. That's it's what it Czech, is. It's, it's the, the Czech version. It's the Czech of import Budvar. Of, of Budweiser. Yeah. yeah, and it's called Budvar. And they're like uh, so is, snobby about Like, yeah, it is good. It's 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 definitely better than Budweiser, like the American, yeah. like the one that we get over here. I, like, I'll definitely hold my hands yeah, up yeah. and say that. But, like, fuck off telling it's me not, that. I wouldn't call it a craft beer. Yeah, it's not a cra- it's, and it's certainly not a fucking higher quality than Corona or something. Like it, it's just it, it's a generic brand yeah. of beer. Like if you're gonna, it's just, it's just another beer. Yeah, stop being a big cunt about it. Jesus, I like yeah. what I like. I, I just, I just, and for those of you who are like, who oh, it makes no difference what glass it's in, it actually does. It the widget yeah, in the glass is designed to. Yeah, hundred percent makes it. The glass makes a difference. Yeah, it's. I, I remember like. Yeah, um, like when I was in, you know, the screen bars that they have in the UK? Yeah. And uh, they're like the only bars that sell Coors, I think. They're the only franchise bars that sell Coors on tap. And um, I was drinking it from one of those shitty no-name glasses. Mm-hmm. And I asked the guy for a Coors glass, and he gave me one, and I poured the beer into it, and it just came to life immediately, and it tasted <sighs> amazing. It's a legit thing. There's a little widget in the bottom of the glass, and it makes yeah. a difference. So. Those widgets make it incredibly difficult to pour... Um anything that's not the beer that you want it to be in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, try pouring a glass of Coke into there, and it's just hell. Yeah. <laughs> All hell just breaks loose it immediately. Start, it starts raining frogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Locusts swarm the pub. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's actually so true. <laughs> it is. That is literally a fact. So, 
Um, no, because we've got we've got like, we've got a few of them at my house, and it's just like it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it's genuinely a complete nightmare. Well, I have a uh, one of those long Peroni glasses that I actually stole yeah, from yeah. a pub in Glasgow and managed to bring it all the way back here in my hand luggage. Nice. And I have a Coors glass stolen from a pub in Dublin, and I pour a side that we have a drink called Sidona. You don't know what it is. It's it's no. fizzy apple juice made by the Bulmers Company. Okay. Um, and like. That's or actually you know them as Magners, but uh, no, we have Bulmers and Magners are two different things. In England they are, <clears throat> in oh. Ireland they're not. Oh. Uh, Bulmers that you drink over there is from a uh, brewery in Hereford, mm. um, and Magners that you drink is from Clamell in County Tipperary, which is where my cousin lives, and huh. it's, it's where my uh, the stoned episode was recorded. Um, whereas over here, Bulmers is what you call Magners. We don't have any of that Hereford shit. Oh, right on. So, um, yeah, the Hereford one is is bitter. I don't like it at all. It's it's like I I don't drink cider cider at all. No, I I can't stand the stuff. Yeah, I I can handle like one pint of it and then I'm done. Then it's too much. Yeah, it cuts my stomach up. It's horrible. But uh, one pint of cider on a sunny day, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I can't deny that it does always seem like the summery day drink. Yeah, I like how Copperberg is a lager now. Is it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. When, I, when I was in London, I saw a, a bus advert for it, and it said, uh, "Whatever, fruity Swedish lager." That's right, lager. When Copperberg was first marketed, it was a Swedish wine, but nobody buys Swedish wine, so they changed no, it. No, why cider. would you? Then it was cider. Now it's lager. You can just fucking change the name of the thing that you make. Anyway. Um, you can go through any kind of rebranding you want nowadays. It's just got to put it out on like Snapchat and Instagram and you're done. That's true, yeah. We should, re- we should rebrand our podcast to be a webcast. <laughs> and still, nobody would listen to That's it. That's true, and nobody would comment. Hey, to the people out there in comment land, comment and say the little things that make you happy. Yeah. There we go. I'd be interested. There's an extra tree comments on the podcast that we got coming in. Um, And go to the subreddit for the love of God, someone. Yeah, check out the fucking subreddit, would you? I'm over there posting shit all the time. Um, Do you have uh, another thing that makes you happy? Do you know what? Like, (laughs) do you know what? No. (laughs) Do you know what? No. This planet. Um, (laughs) The I fucking and it really annoys me. Um, that I enjoy this, but I enjoy really some of the really dumb memes. Uh, <laughs> you and your meme, you have a, such a strange relationship with memes. It's like it's literally my job to make memes as well. That's if, the worst part. If you're sad, like if you're in a bad mood or whatever, I feel like the existence of memes only serve to confirm the fact that your mood should be bad. But if you're in a good mood, yeah. memes yeah, yeah, are the greatest yeah. memes, thing. Memes will swing me. Yeah. Memes can swing me either way. It's so probably weird. Probably not a good thing. You have like a troubled history with memes, I feel. I feel like memes are my crack. Yeah, they are, yeah. Memes are my opiates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. It's it's so stupid, but I kind of enjoy a dumb, a nice dumb meme every now and then. Like I don't understand a lot of them. I don't know where they come from. I don't know why they exist. But some of sometimes it's like I look at them and I go, yeah, that's quite amusing. I like that they exist in the world. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to be said about that Doge meme. 
Yeah, that makes no sense. That's my. That's why, why is that a thing? It's my favorite meme ever. It's like it's so ridiculous, but you can actually imagine that being how a dog would put a sentence together. Yeah, that is how a dog, <laughs> a real dog, would compile a sentence. Oh, it's incredible. I'm gonna <laughs> like. I, I guarantee you, within 15 minutes of the within the time that we finish recording, I will be eating steak, looking at Doge beans. <laughs> <laughs> Very steak. Such taste. Such taste. What? What? Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite memes? I don't know. I like. I don't know. Like as a professional as, memeologist. As a professional memeologist, yeah. The like the meme, the SpongeBob's memes for some reason amuse me greatly. Um, I, I don't like the new one with the random capital letters in a world and SpongeBob making a weird face. I saw one that I really loved. Um, it was. RC Cola tweeted about uh, no, we don't have a kafifi flavored cola. If you want <laughs> the taste of incompetence, there are per- there are several other cola brands who will provide you with that. And some guy replied and said, "This is not a good marketing strategy." And they replied with that meme, like, "This is not a good marketing strategy." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is the dumbest thing. I but... know. Why does it amuse me? It's so fucking funny. <laughs> they got banned off Twitter for that as well. Did they? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is very good. I like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, some of the memes. I yeah. don't know. The, the, I love when on Imager every now and then there's like a... Uh, I say every now and then. Literally haven't logged on to the site in about two years. <laughs> there used to be... <laughs> Like a a really badly drawn version of like several meme um, uh, templates, <laughs> it'd be yeah. like like the Morpheus thing. Like, what if I told you it isn't like that and stuff like that? Uh, <laughs> like the uh, the awkward penguin one where it's like half awesome, half awkward. Yeah. And the half awesome part is like does sex, and the awkward part is wrong. <laughs> I love shit like that. Memes upon memes, memes uh... upon memes. Just dank memes. Yeah, dank memes. Just constant dank memes. Yeah. I I don't know what it is about memes. I have a love-hate relationship with memes. I like the concept of a meme in general in like its actual evolutionary sense and the the way that Dawkins coined it and stuff. And I love the way that this ridiculous little slapstick piece of shit thing that we do, we have decided to call a meme. (laughs) And I love that that will be Richard Dawkins' legacy on the world, is that he hates religion and he loves memes. Everyone, that's the only thing he'll be remembered for. It is. The after only everything, thing he'll after be re- the world collapses and religion ceases to exist. Yeah. Hey, do you remember that Richard Dawkins guy? The guy that invented memes? He invented Doge. <laughs> <laughs> Some say he was the first guy to own a Shiba. That's correct. Yeah. yeah I, heard, I heard that on a podcast once. That's right. I wonder what our legacy will be when the robot apocalypse comes. I dread to think. I I think we'll be heralded as heroes. Do you? Yeah, brave souls who stood up in the face of the sea people. Yeah, and you know that's interesting. I re- I'm really not so sure. <laughs> You'll see. Um, You'll all see. I'm trying to think of something else that makes me happy. The little things. I think I kind of went through all the main little things. Yeah. You know, you know what's a, a wonderful one that you will not understand at all because you live in <laughs> London, but. When you get on the bus and you get a seat to yourself, 
uh, no no I, I do appreciate that because uh, getting a seat to myself is so rare <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't recall getting a seat once when I lived in London <laughs> no you probably won't have done to be honest I don't remember ever sitting on a tube. Well, no, that's not true. Because I filmed a video of Nap eating a potato on a tube, and I think ah, I did yes. that from a seating position. So, <laughs> um, one of my best videos. It's it has been said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that like I don't know my bus journey into work. Actually, like we were kind of talking about commuting earlier on, mm. but the bus I get into work is just amazing, and I love it, and uh, I'm glad that it's there <laughs> and I'm glad yeah. that I get a seat to myself like 99.9% of the time for the entire journey Ugh, hiccup so that's good um, yeah another thing and mm. I try and do this like nearly every night but when it gets to about half past nine and uh, you don't know what you're going to do like you don't know if you're going to be able to drag yourself away from football manager when it comes to your bedtime uh, yeah. I like to I like to have like a, a schedule of stuff to watch uh, and I like to just have a huge bucket of popcorn and a thing to watch and then just enjoy that thing with some popcorn and a beer and uh, then yeah. go to sleep after and it's just a great routine yeah like an episode of Iron Fist that's what I'm currently watching Iron Fist yeah so many ninjas in this world it's, <laughs> we'll so never... many ninjas that don't actually exist yeah exactly um, and then I recently started watching 13 Reasons Why, but whatever yeah. I watch, it's just always great to have a thing because I get like oh, yeah. genuine anxiety from having all the choice in the world of everything that I could possibly want to watch and not knowing what the fuck I want to watch. <laughs> and like, it, it like literally can ruin my evening sometimes. So, um, you get to really appreciate it, you know, when you've got popcorn yeah. and you're watching a good thing and yeah, that's an underrated yeah. part of, uh, of civilization as it currently stands. Yeah. I think. I can't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sound, that does sound nice, actually. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very nice. It's damn nice. <laughs> so, do you have anything else? One last thing. Um, like, So I worked um, throughout the weekend, um, so I've had today off. And there's something about waking up um, not at 5.30 in the morning on oh, a weekday. Yeah. That is now so rare to me, um, and that's nice. That was that felt nice today. That made me happy. That is a fantastic feel. Another really good thing is when you wake up at the time you're supposed to go to work, and you're like, "Oh shit! At what time? Ah, oh, it's the uh, weekend." I'll hang do on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great feeling. Um, yeah, I think can't, can't deny that. I used to, I used to really love coming back from like a holiday or staying at a relative's house or whatever mm. and sleeping in my own bed again yeah but i don't really like that anymore because my own bed sucks and usually if i'm on holiday i'm staying in a nice hotel so <laughs> um yeah I, i'm looking forward to going to madrid on friday yeah. and i hope everyone else is happy for me and that's why this episode was released on thursday night so um i don't think there's been a friday midnight hour for a long time now but anyway <sighs> Um. Yeah, waking up yeah. and being able to go back asleep—that's yeah, that's always that's always good. Being asleep in general. Being asleep in general is is amazing. Like if if that is anything like being dead, then sign me up because I am ready. 
Yeah. Alright. Sleep is, sleep is top notch. Yeah, it is. They say sleep is for the weak, but sleep is for uh, the real alpha males. Yeah. Living is for Too the true. Maybe. Alright, are we done? I think so. I don't really want to know that your garden grows. Cause I just want to fly lately. Did you ever feel the pain? Morning rain soaks you to the bone. <coughs> Maybe I just wanna fly. I wanna live, I don't wanna die. Maybe I just wanna breathe. Maybe I just don't believe. Maybe you're the same as me. We see things they'll never see. We're gonna live forever.